Hey, Siri. How may I assist you? Um, I want to know what's the meaning of life. That's easy. It's a philosophical question concerning the purpose and significance of life or existence in general. Oh, okay. That was really helpful. Thank you. You're most certainly welcome. This show won't give you any answers. This show won't change your life. This show is about my personal experiences in search of wisdom. Puzzled with Horacio Mancilla. In 1977, a woman named Robin Davidson crossed the Australian desert with four camels and a dog. For nine months, she embarked on a 1,700-mile journey from Central Australia to the Indian Ocean. She says she wanted to find meaning outside of the noise of modern society. But can we really find answers in the nothingness of the desert? Can we find meaning in such extreme conditions? I decided to try it by myself, and I embarked on my own little adventure in the Arizona desert. My journey wouldn't take nine months, but only a weekend. I need to work to support these explorations. And instead of four camels, I rode my four-cylinder Kia Soul. I thought about taking my dog too, but she was not really interested in finding meaning outside of the noise of modern society at 100 degrees. Just like Robin, I decided to eliminate any contact with the exterior and any kind of technological distraction. In a quarter mile, turn left on the California... Well, radio is not really a distraction, is it? I wanted to go back to basics and feel the vastness of the desert to the fullest. My search was not as ambitious as Robin's, though. I just wanted to figure out what was next in my life. What path should I take after the desert? The trip began in Long Beach, California. When I took the 10 freeway towards Phoenix, Arizona, I immediately got a sense of the desert. But unlike the camel lady, as people call her, I didn't see any dunes, just endless fields of brown dusty fields, only dotted by a few bushes. The temperature was rising up. Pieces of tire scattered all over the pavement, like dead snakes. The first desert town I ran into was Indio, California, in the middle of the Coachella Valley. A huge extension of ash-blown dryness, guarded by hundreds of windmills. That was the only sign of life I could see from the freeway. At least they have the Coachella Music Festival once a year, I thought. It's hard to experience nothingness in the Californian desert. You don't have to drive more than an hour to find expressions of development. Hotels, gas stations, and restaurants will always remember you that you are not alone, even if you want. After making camp, Robin Davison would cook her own food and then listen to teaching tapes that taught her to speak Bidjanjara, the local Aboriginal dialect. Whereas, when my orange camel and I arrived in Blythe, California, the last town before the Arizona borderline, I would stumble into a kaleidoscope of fast food franchises. Dennis, Burger King, Sizzler, Baja Fresh, 
would remind me that in this desert, no one will die of starvation. And then you enter Arizona. Wild, beautiful and untouched. Until you get to Phoenix. It was a Saturday night and the town looked surprisingly quiet. I drove around downtown and saw nothing but empty avenues. The desert has more life than this. Maybe I don't need to dive into the dunes to experience solitude, I thought. A night at La Quinta Hotel in Phoenix was enough. But the truth is that not even Robin Davison was completely alone. Not only did she meet many native Australians along the way, she had five encounters with Rick Smolan, a National Geographic photographer. The magazine sponsored the journey in exchange for the story. And eventually, Rick and Robin would have an affair in the hot sands of the outback. I wondered if it was harder for her to find meaning with all that noise. The next morning saluted me with 104 degrees, and I immediately headed up north in search of cooler territories. Two hours later, I discovered a magical place. Sedona. An amazing land of red sandstone formations. Like gigantic warriors, these glowing mountains seem to keep the deepest secrets of the earth. They whisper sounds of reverence to something greater and mysterious. Sedona is popular among spiritual seekers for its energetic voices. This means cross points between energy fields in the Earth's grid system. They say that the energy can produce effects like healing or psychic enhancement. But right at the top of the bell rock, what I experienced was a deep sense of respect and gratitude, of vastness and nothingness. During her trek, Davison suffered dehydration, sick camels, the poisoning of her beloved dog Diggity, and intrusions by many curious people. But she completed her journey with a glorious swim with the camels in the Indian Ocean. When the story was published by National Geographic in 1978, Robin simply hated it. You made me look like a goddamn model, she told Smolan. Many decades later, she still inspires millions around the world to start journeys in search of themselves. Yet, her deepest motivations remain a mystery. For me, it had been enough silence and isolation. After buying a couple of souvenirs at a local art gallery in Sedona, I knew it was time to hit the road again. The majestic amber mountains had already whispered what was next for me. Just go home, they said. Hot